Why, hello there. Hans Donda here. And before this episode airs, I just want to share a little story with you. It's about Tripod Month. Now, I know what you're thinking, but it's not about a big dink or the number three. No, only a real lowlife would think that. A real turkey. No tripod refers to try a pod cast this month. And heck, why not get a friend to try one too? Hey, why not tell them about this one? Jerk practice on iTunes. If you think they'll like that sort of thing. Why not? Because if more listeners subscribe, rate, and review the pod, it makes it easier for others to find it and join in the fun too. (laughs) But really... As, I've, as it's been said in the past, it's most important to us that we get together and laugh. And the more the merrier. And oh, my, my, my. What a wonderful world that would be. Hit it, Meg. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the another edition of the Jerk Practice Podcast. Uh, this is Casey. This is Hans. I'm Henning. Oh, I'm Henning. <laughs> Another pause. How was, how was the uh, the rock and roll show? Oh, we... It rocked and it rolled. Um, nice. It skanked and it yanked. Skanked and it scuttled. Skanked and it yanked. <laughs> Speaking of skanking my yank, so... Uh, as soon as it was amazing, uh, let's let yeah, me this, let me preface it by uh, this saying was Meg Howe's uh, ska show for the, your your girlfriend does, has a ska band. Yeah, she, at the lovely Gramercy Theater in Midtown Manhattan, playing in front of Save Ferris last night. Which they played with this band Save Ferris, who's not bad, not uh-huh. bad. claim to fame. Well, they were they were actually really good, but. Their claim to fame is 15 years ago, they covered a song by Dexy's Midnight Runners called Come On Eileen. And they were they in... They covered uh, I thought they had like a one hit. I thought they had a hit of, of on their own. They do. They do. It was in that movie, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't... I don't. They played it last night. All their, all their songs actually were pretty good. I, um, didn't, I didn't know it either. We looked it up last night. Yeah, during... <laughs> um, I was going to say, but oh, they, the modern age, it, that's, it, it certainly helps one hit wonders that everyone's got a computer in their pocket. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, shit. Which, which one's the hot, the hot single? Well, they had like 500 people out to see them. Like they, they haven't, um, they hadn't been on, they hadn't done a show in like 15 years. So they had a lot of people coming out oh, to wow. see them. They had an opening band. So Meg's band, who killed it, super uh, impressed by them, as always. Rude Boy George. Rude Boy George. The first band that went on was this like punk band from Atlanta, Georgia, called Baby Baby. That mm-hmm. uh, I'll, I'll plug them. They, they made me want to get the Black Bundys back together, that's for <laughs> sure. They were crusty. Mm. They had two drummers. and yes. uh, uh, Two drummers, drummers and yeah. a guitar. Two drummers, a guitar, and a bass, right? Because yep. a singer played guitar. Mm-hmm. and But he played the drums with the bass. He didn't even use it. He No, the drummer also played a conch. And, yeah. Ooh, a, a conch <laughs> shell? Yeah, and he had a whistle. <laughs> like they were stranded on an island? <laughs> a, a piggy. Um, 
They were awesome. Yeah, uh, they, they rocked. They were like just all over the map. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the show was fun, but before the show began, uh, Henny and I are downstairs uh, talking at the Gramercy, and this guy just slyly walks by, and <laughs> his head turns, and he's just staring at me. Uh-huh. And he's like, just uncomfortably it gets uncomfortable staring i go yes he goes i know you and i said okay all right always a good start um so that was our introduction into i think the first alien i've ever met (laughs) uh this guy was he's like i know you i was like Henning's like, well, all right, let's triangulate, right? Henning, let's triangulate where <laughs> yeah. you know him from. I want to solve this mystery. Do you come to yeah. a lot of music shows? Because Hans's fiance is in a, in a band. He goes, I've been to every music show. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> yeah. I've cool. been a lot of Check. places. Then we've met. Uh, I was like, oh, wait, all right, so maybe comedy. Or or maybe you live in Queens. He goes, I live in, uh, what is he? I've li- I live in every borough all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like well, all right uh and then i was like comedy we go through the line and then i go because uh, here you'll get this right away so he uh could be mike lawrence's doppelganger in the okay. way he acts and looks so Excellent. so i go uh oh are you do you know mike lawrence and without skipping a beat, and this guy's like very like thus far been very like deep in thought with every question, like. And then the weirdest thing ever comes out of his dirty mouth, but it's like long. But when I said the Mike Lawrence thing, he goes, "Oh yeah, he's my cousin." And I went, "Are what? you fucking kidding me?" He goes, "Yeah, who's that?" I go, oh, "All right." So, but this Just guy, kidding. but you can't tell with him. He, uh, do you know when? Uh, I was trying to figure it out, like, because we ran into him some more, and, um... Kept saying goodbye, and then he kept joining us during the concert. He is like (laughs) a, um... First of all, he looked as though, um... He was on the perfect fringe of, like, uh, filthy. Like, just ratty, like, hair that was so dirty it looked Uh like each strand was a little thicker than it should be. Like a young right. Woody Had he Allen given it here. another day, it would have been too much. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the shirt couldn't have went another. The shirt wasn't making it past midnight. Henning, that was a great point. He his hair was exactly crusty Woody Allen hair. Um, <laughs> Ooh. He was like so nerdy, and this isn't a judgment because it's because the guy he was very nice. He was just very strange. Like he was so nerdy, it was like he was on drugs. Like, that was his right. level. Not nerd. Nerdy is not word. He was so... His level of awkwardness was so much so that he's on a constant level of... On a different plane, which is where drugs and alcohol take you. So, like, when right. he was he, dancing in front of us, he, he'd he only had, like, one hard cider that we know of. Maybe he was yeah. on LSD. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just, like... Dance, grooving, like rubbing his head on our chest and shit, like just totally <laughs> oblivious. Um, so he like jujitsued his like lifetime of awkwardness, and he's like, "I'm never changing." No, yeah, yeah, I'm, good the for The world him. will change around me. 
and then and then I realized I hypothesized that the reason he stared and started picking us out, I was like, all right, he must have thought I looked like somebody, like Hulk Hogan's kid or somebody, because that's his attitude. Like he's super <laughs> geeky, but he also has no inhibitions. So if he thinks you're somebody, he's gonna go up and talk to you. And if you're yeah. not, fine. He started a conversation. If you are, he'll take a photo because we kept talking. I was like, every celebrity I brought up, he's like, oh, I got a picture with him. I was in the the cobbler with Adam Sandler. I told him it was my birthday. And he invited me on set. <laughs> and we're like, what? So he just goes up to everyone and like, who else did he have pictures with? He's like, this is me with Mike the Situation Sorrentino. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, I was in the pilot of his like spinoff show. So he just... So his- his personality is that of a pizzeria wall. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he has he has the photos. But he introduced us to something, Casey, to some beautiful joy work that if you don't, I'm going to be amazed if you don't know it. But I sure didn't know it, so it's possible. Did you know that there are 13 shot episodes available to watch, never aired on TV, of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, the live action TV show? No. Yes. I, I saw the cartoon. Yes, I know the that's what I said. I know <laughs> the cartoon. Said. I said you're full of shit. And he proceeded to show us the intro and it's beautifully perfectly Lindsay Megan's or Chess Justice like just awkward and bizarro enough like oh, shit. like the actors are perfectly ugly versions of the like ever it's just it's just amazing like the like it's like a they just didn't have the rights to anything like the music is a little more off because they couldn't get the dire straits or whoever it was to do yeah. their theme so they got it, you know they got the straighty desires like it's like really amazing so we got to get into it it reminds me you guys can look it up i i could only make it in five minutes is being extremely generous. There was a Clerks sitcom, Kevin Smith's Clerks. Oh, live action too? Really? Live action, oh. you know, like three camera sitcom. It is unwatchable. Really? Because they do the same gags, but the the gas station looks like a fancy truck stop gas station. And Jim Brewer is it like a is the grease ball character in it that wasn't in clerks. What? When was this from? This is from, I think it's before Mallrat. So it's when clerks got big, they wow. tried to turn it into a, a sitcom. Kevin Smith. And never it is, mentioned... they sitcommed it up. Cause you know, you can't curse. There's no sex talk. It's just like, like a hot girl walks in and Jim Brew's like, Boom! you know, like it must cartoony. be, so bad because as you were saying, Henning, Kevin Smith talks about everything he's ever done because he podcasts nine hours a day. Right, he likes to yeah. self-deprecate nonstop. About yeah, good all the or bad. He's done. Yeah, he talks about it. So this must yeah. be the doggiest it, of shit. He, I don't think he has <laughs> he anything to do it. to do with it other than the fact they probably paid him a boatload of money for the intellectual property or the rights to do a TV show. Well. Also, he he's said many times he doesn't have the rights to clerks. He just has the rights to Jay and Silent Bob, the characters. 
So the Weinstein's... I just found that out recently. I had no idea he didn't own the rights to any of those characters. No, only he owns Jay and Silent Bob, which is why you saw Jay and Silent Bob strike back with a different studio. <clears throat> Excuse me. But uh, yeah, yeah. they were going to make Clerks the... He had written a script. He was pitching Clerks 3. The Weinstein's... Uh, the who's What's Weinstein's company? Miramax. Miramax... Yeah. They said, go ahead and do it. And the deal they had with him, since they own the property, they said, cool, sell the script around, do whatever you want. If a studio picks it up, though, we have the right to match their offer or let you do it with them. So so they can match if they want to match the offer, they can literally match the offer and then not make it. You know what I mean? Which is basically what they did. From what I see, that it's his thing. That that leads me to the thing. I don't know why I'm telling this story. This month, did you guys know that this month is called Tripod Month? I heard that. As in, like, you, I got a big dick tripod, <laughs> or the the, the yes. filmmaking equipment. No, it's uh, it's it's much on the same level as Black History Month. <laughs> as, as in importance it is um totally yeah uh support podcast month so tr- so they're telling podcasters who's they i don't know <laughs> it, it's it's on us podcasters zinc, like, the zinc like, lobby be, be aware of podcasts month get it out there hey, so tripod heard of this new thing yeah why is it called tripod then all of us should recommend three podcasts we are listening to currently or 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 like or love like Kevin Smith's podcast. True. It's pretty, yeah, <laughs> pretty standard one. Everyone knows that one. Well, that's not, I, I wrote them down because I'm a podcast supporter. Start, I have, go. Tell them Steve Dave. Uh-huh. Um, which is uh, something you can catch on, uh, well, so that's my, that's a podcast I love. And they've said on numerous times. They they are anti podcast. They're anti anyone else. Brian Johnson, who's a guy on the podcast, uh, listeners might know him from. They have a show called uh, Comic Book Men. Uh, has said on numerous occasions, like down with all other podcasts, don't promote them. So I'm promoting them. The Dana Gould Hour. You guys listen yeah. to that one ever? Nope. No, you've told me about it. It's so good. It comes out once a month. Uh, Dana Gould is a comedian. He wrote for The Simpsons. He's like, he's kind of like comedies, 90s comedies, golden child, but like on that perfect level where he didn't like do a shitty clerk sitcom or something. Like, he's stayed very, very true to his comedy. Have um, you ever seen it? Was like half of a season. It was pre The Office, but it was this sitcom called Working. Uh, Pete Holmes wrote for that. But no, no I, this is oh, this, this is Fred like, Savage's. This is mid '90s. Fred Savage was in it. Yeah, and Dana Gould was one of the characters in it. He was like the office goofball. I've heard this talked about. Was it funny? It's really funny because it's really weird. Like it has the feel of a sitcom, but they do really weird jokes. And one of my favorite jokes from the show was Dana Gould. Like I forget the context, but this guy comes into the office. And Dana Gould goes to him, and he's like, nice to meet you, Chuck. And he's like, oh, how'd you know? And he's like, heard a lot about you. And he's like, well, thanks for saying hello. His name's like Michael. And he's like, how'd you know? And 
the mic guy points down, and Dana Gould just holds up two fist-sized ring, two two fist rings <laughs> that just has his name across both of them, and he goes, "Oh, <laughs> that's good." So he, it's weird like that. He, uh, that sounds a lot like you remember that show, Andy Richter saves the world. I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, not the shitty one, because Andy Richter had a contract where he was, uh, he could have make one show, be the full creator, like have creative license to make it. If he did another show, do you remember this? And yeah, the like other eight eggs in a basket. Exactly the other sitcom. So he had this great show, Andy Richter saves the world. It had that absurdist style of comedy. One of the funniest episodes I remember was all about somebody in his office that had baby hands, <laughs> but legitimately every time they cut, it was like actual like little tiny baby hands. It was, it's just those yeah, cutaways yeah. are funny. But then, so they cancel that because of course it's it's great. And anything good doesn't seem to get uh, the, uh, or at that time didn't seem to get the advertising or whatever. And they got him to make the sitcomiest, clerksiest sitcom ever where he was the dad. Oh, yeah, he was a, just to, a dumb dad. He was dumb dad to septuplets. And it was like, it was straight like, oh, uh, what, what, like, I don't know. It, it's the sitcom you would see parodied on any parody show. I, I wish yeah. I, I wish I could be more colorful there, but it was like, Dad, what do I do about my boner? And he's like, <laughs> to ask your mother. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Should just be called Ask Your Mother. <laughs> Wasn't that the name of that Belushi? <laughs> show uh no, that's like young... his name is ted <laughs> question mark yeah wasn't it like uh, uh according to jim is the standard of for me of the worst it was the called sitcomiest it was called jim the dad i think right <laughs> it was according to according to jim dad <laughs> according to, that's right it was called according to jim and you know what All it right. was a piece of dog shit and it was probably on for what 15 years it, but that's the thing. It's bad, but it's no worse. Like, there were, like, five sitcoms that were the same fucking show. Yes. It was just a, a larger, gregarious, funny man, his hot wife, and then their fuck-up kids. Yeah. King of Queens. Like, but, but, but there are five or six of those shows. It's the same show. It's just but, a different sassy dad, the sassy dumb dad. Well, you say King of Queens, though, Henning, and King of Queens holds up, though. King of Queens mm-hmm. is actually funny. I think just, I, in my opinion, I think just because Kevin James, it, that that show ends up driven because Kevin James is just a funny, he can't help but be funny, in my opinion. But like, No, it's Jim only because Belush- we're old now. That we, that we like. We grew the, into the jokes. We're turning into dumb dads. Oh, God. Yep. He wasn't even a dad in King of Queens. He had a dad. He had Seinfeld dad. It was double dumb dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> double trouble. Well, they can't all be golden girls. I'm trying to think True. of. Uh... Oh, we were talking to our our extraterrestrial friend yesterday about like. I was like, I said something like, "Would you rather listen to a podcast about Alf?" Of course, his answer. So, would you rather listen yeah. to a podcast about Alf, Night Court, or Mash? And I might have thrown one and more in there, or Head of the Class, which we haven't even talked about. Mm. Um, head of the cast. I just came up with Good. that now. How did I Excellent. miss that? Head of the cast. And he goes, all of them. I've never heard of them. I was like, fuck <laughs> you. Well, he had the pause. He goes, oh, so all of them. 
I've never heard of them. God so damn it. To, to get back, did you ever get to the bottom of this strange life form? Uh, no. No, I, I, I wanted to push and push because I, th- I thought there was a mystery to resolve, but as, as Hans pointed out eventually, eh, he's just rolling the dice on a new face. Yeah. And seeing what happens. So maybe right. there was. Right, he, he got you guys to no hang in longer than most people. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. We're the saps who sat there listening to him. I think I snuck a picture of him that I can put on the blog. I'm not sure. But, uh. Wait till we find out he's like a, a video artist or someone famous. He's like a famous rapper. It was Harmony Corinne. <laughs> he would have been in Gummo. Uh, is he weird enough for Gummo? I think he was a little too intellectual for Gummo. Would yeah. you say? Yeah. Maybe if he shaved one of his eyebrows while he was singing the <laughs> Lord's Prayer. <laughs> That's I wanted. I want that career. Like that's all. I mean, are we? Let's be honest. Like, yes, Harmony Corinne's an artist. It's all about art being subjective. But what? That's all right. Him just throw two things out there that seem strange and then put them together and then do that. Multiply that by a hundred times and you have a crazy art house flick. No, I'm, yeah. is that too much of a breakdown? Throwing pies in a toilet. While you're screaming at a tree. I don't know. That's the thing, though. All you got to do is make it. That's the hardest part. Yeah, you that's can, true. You can start there. You can't just show that for 90 minutes. You have to build the backstory, I suppose. Oh, is there really a narrative arc to Gummo, though? No. Yeah, it's just throwing weird stuff up on screen. and Hans, you got to get to the heart is. of the toilet. What are the toilet's feelings? Where's the toilet come from? The, toilet's the, my the protagonist. Pie. The pie throwing in the toilet is one weird scene in your art house movie. And then you pan out and you have uh, Tom Waits uh, <laughs> drinking a beer out of a, a, a thimble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's swearing at uh, a picture of Michelle Obama. <laughs> <laughs> two? You got, now you got two scenes. Now two we need. And they're seamlessly interwoven. Nice. We need the third act now. Third yeah. act is. Uh, uh, Chris, um, who was not Chris Rock? Who was the wannabe Chris Rock that was in Friday? Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. You 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 go walk out the door, and Chris Tucker is He's dressed li- as his character from uh, Fifth Element, <laughs> but as if he never changed out of the outfit, so he looks like a broken down drag queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom, and you can get Chris Tucker. It's probably it's probably easier to get Chris Tucker than it is to get Michael Winslow. And then he's singing like an old sad country song. Country roads, I'm Chris Tuck. It's my new gummo. Where's the toilet? There you go. Let's just call it new gummo. That's it. New gummo. <laughs> do you you know what? Uh, do you think how that would? That's an idea. That's all I'm saying. It is that. That's a YouTube five minute or idea. Just call it new gummo. <laughs> And then just, can we come up, I can just, I can again just mine all of our shit, mm. or we could just, Henning, you and I can go out with an iPhone and do weird shit. <laughs> I would bring it back to history of JP, if I may, for a moment. You may. I was, I was always impressed, Hans, with, when we were writing stuff, you always seemed to have, like, okay, Casey would come up with the ideas, mostly. He would write 
a sketch like 80% of the way, I would come along and put a little shine on it, correct spelling mistakes and dumb shit like that. Oh, there were plenty. <laughs> As there should be. That was my role. And then Hans would... Like, well, if, if hold we on. Ever... I think you're discrediting yourself a little bit there. You're not just a proofer. Content generate. You're not just <laughs> writing 300, 300 worders. More to be revealed. And then uh, if, if we... Hans and me, or Casey and I ever run into a like a dead end that we can't get ourselves out of, come together in, in the room, and Hans just says some crazy shit off the top of his head, and it works, and it's the funniest thing ever. He's like, I was always That's impressed. That's when Hans falls through the ceiling riding an old washing machine. That's uh, the that... popcorn creative mind. Well, it, I, I, I appreciate that, obviously. That's nice of you to say, but I think I only have a top of the head. I only, I don't have any, there's no, it's all my, I only, I am only the tip of the iceberg as, as Hemingway. I'm an anomaly. Hemingway would have blown his brains out a lot earlier if he saw me because there's nothing underneath the surface. You know what I mean? Like if I can throw an idea out there and then you guys can mix it and make it and it's a malleable enough idea to like put meaning behind it. Uh, there you go. But like, I guess, you know, I don't want to take any of the mystery out of myself as a writer, but like, uh, in, um, when I was like presenting, when I present like a creative piece, like in a workshop or something, it's always mm-hmm. people that are analyzing it, that read it, that give me notes that find the depth in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love simplicity and like vagueness. So it, and it's, I, I guess it's a cop out. I don't know. Cause then you can go like. Take what you want. It's like that time, right. Casey, you know, when we were making art and I'm, I was working on those projects and I was hollowing out TVs and making just crazy yeah. art pieces, assemblages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Little dioramas inside of TVs. And uh, yeah, yeah, basically. Oh, okay. And one of them I made was like, just like straight up fucking overly, well, how would you describe it? Like a little like a two on the nose punk rock. Like it was a TV that was bleeding out of its pores and had like baby parts coming out of it. And then like a uh, collage, like pieces of like phrases out of like science books and stuff. Like, so it was like our TVs are eating our babies. It, it did look cool. <laughs> if ever there was a logo for the black bundies. Yeah, it's a black bundy style. Piece. Oh yeah, definitely. So my art teacher was impressed by it. And she's like, go, go. This was when I was a senior, I think. Wheel it over to a freshman art class and present it to them. Like, you know, get them excited about earth, uh, art. And so she was just, I was like, oh, cool. I'm a scrawny, nerdy uh, 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 art kid who everyone thinks is gay. This can't go wrong. So she puts me in front of a mandatory... Uh, oh, obligatory God. art class, like Art 101, that these and jocks have to take. To describe take. Art 101 in South Dakota, it's literally just crafts, arts and crafts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just popsicle sticks. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the craft. Paint, like water. Like, it's just the simplest, lo-fi, like, quote-unquote, art class, because it's mandatory. Like, literally, open up this pa- open up the prepackaged thing. Of putting the Put gooey together. liquid in and then baking it into a stained glass piece of 
A stained glass pigeon. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but so I wheel this thing in front, and like uh, instantly they're just like, what is that piece of shit? And I go, oh, this is a bad idea. Like, this isn't going to get me laid <laughs> yeah. like I thought it was. <laughs> So what's that piece of shit? And uh, or they probably said like he said like what is that? And I said, what do you think it is? And, oh yeah, that was it. He goes, I go, what is to this shit. kid? who's like a freshman. He goes, what is that? I go, it's whatever you think it is. He goes, I think it's a piece of shit. And then I had nothing to respond. And that was how long ago? Maybe I, that it was, is, man. I was eighteen then, seventeen or eighteen then. I'm now uh, almost thirty four. I still hold on. I still like get the get queasy thinking about it. That was the end of your visual art. <laughs> it was the end of my <laughs> art career. Shit. I I had one more diorama to make where I hollowed out a TV, painted everything black and white, and it, again, can we get more on the nose? It was uh I had two Barbies, a Barbie and a Ken and I painted them black and white and Ken had it was domestic abuse, so I put like little like a living room scene and Ken was pulling mm. Barbie by the hair. And giving her about to give her a backhand as all these like '60s pop culture characters were looking around the edge of the TV, like Batman and Robin and <laughs> Lucille Ball, and I don't know. It didn't end up. And then the outside of it, I I upholstered the outside of it in like an old like '60s looking like pukey green and orange like plaid. It was cool. That shit was fun, and I didn't even have yeah. to go into school to do it. I love that shit. That's fucking. It's all pers- it's all Black Bundy style personality, yeah. man. If I could back up like, you know, like like the the baby baby that we saw like to be perfectly I'm going to I'm buzzmarking I'm like get their music, it's cool, but it's crusty and I think more so they're awesome because of their how much fun they were having on yeah. stage and energy. with each other. Energy. energy. They were bundying it yeah. up and they're they're going to be great. Like so it it doesn't have, you know, and the same and thing be with able like to- get that far you know what i mean like that's a testament to that too it may not be your cup of tea but they were playing the gramercy ballroom exactly the first tour they're probably like 21 years old hmm. it can you know, it kicks ass um what I, we, where were we you want to talk about your new job <laughs> Ooh, i got Ooh. Last podcast to recommend ketchup, Eddie? oh yeah last on, podcast on to recommend right. is uh i got i got many but I'm gonna I'm gonna drop rad dude cast just because they're rad dudes, uh, and that's me basically dropping a podcast that's very similar to ours. May uh, nah, what, do, be, what do you think? Should be lots of crossover. Are you duder? Are you dude cast listeners? I honestly haven't listened I to it. Not listened to it. <laughs> I'm going to isolate that Cut and send this. that to Greg Stone. Thank God, <laughs> I love it. Cut this part. Uh, well, it is a good podcast and, and they're good dudes. And eventually we're going to have a crossover cast with them for sure. I, I met up with Greg this week. Greg's doing, oh, yeah? Uh, awesome. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he was great Greg. on our show. Uh, he's a member of jerk practice. Right. Yeah. For sure. Always will. I Once me- you're I in. The, yeah. He was awesome on stage sometimes, except <laughs> the mummy. No, never, never. He was never good, but he was fun. <laughs> he's a fun dude to hang out with. And that's back to the black Bundy. Quandry. I meant his one appearance on the on the show when I was gone, and he was he was calling in, and he, you and he were giving each other shit the whole time. It was a great conversation. Well, that's, that's definitely what we do. I sent him. He uh, uh he, he was he's like he's killing it because he's he's doing the right thing, 
in that, and that's the same thing I fed him. I always like this whole thing. He's doing the right thing by saying, fuck menial work, which is a yeah. segue into what I'm doing. <laughs> fuck menial work. I'll make what I can, and I'm going to just do stand-up. And that's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of every month, I see on his Facebook posts, does anybody want to buy my shit? You know? And I always <laughs> post like, uh-oh, rent's due. <laughs> um, so that transitions into what I have started doing this week, which is melting mm -hmm. my brain. Speaking of top of the cuff, I am now going by an alias writing for two websites which shall not be named. And it's not Pornhub yet. Uh, but I'm writing uh, like... 11 art like uh, as many articles a day as I can like these 300 word articles so the way my process works the way the process works is every morning mm -hmm. I get up and I yeah. go to these boards which I'm an administrator on and I, they put up the trending news stories of the night or the day and I slowly not slowly it's like and I select them and then write them and then post them on their website and I get paid per story yeah so they post about 20 or 30 in the morning, and there's a bunch of writers. Luckily, the others are a little lazier, but some days nice. they must be wanting to pay the rent. So it's literally like Glengarry Glen Ross, where I see oh, those, God. and I have to snatch them up <laughs> when I can get them. Just fucking, because I got to get as many in. Like It's like, talk about menial work. Let I me, need a couple more leads. It's all I need. I need one more lead. I, I felt like, Gil, like one day where like I, 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 I want to get 10 a day. For what I make, ten a day, like I, I can get by, and they don't like mm -hmm. they don't take long to write, which is nice. You just have to, you can only take one at a time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you have to keep on top of it. So, so by the end of the day, it gets a little slim, slim pickings. I'm already on slim pickings today. Would let me go down the list of stories I've written this week, just little touches, and if you'd like me to elaborate, please stop me, okay? <laughs> Did you know that Jay-Z and his wife, Beyonce, may be announcing the gender of their twins? Did you know that Nicki Minaj is having a beef with Remy Ma? Did you know there's an image of strawberries that looks red but doesn't use any red? Satanist in Nicaragua killed a woman claiming she was possessed by a demon. Britney Perfect. Stop. Put a pin in. <laughs> I want to hear that one. So the rest the of them are gobbledygook. That one's got piqued my interest. <laughs> Well, I can't, I wrote 300 words on it. All right, so there's this woman who uh, this crazy church down in Nicaragua uh, wanted to give an they, – they decided she was possessed by a demon, but really because she uh, uh, thwarted some sexual advances by this leader of this church. So they were like, oh, she's possessed, uh, okay. so we're going to exercise her. And her exorcism was just them throwing her onto a, a pyre. Jesus. So they just burned her where she – uh, it's not funny where she then expired <laughs> later that week. Uh, and they're claiming they're, they might get off because they're saying that they're this guy. And then the few people that are being charged are saying that the demon that possessed her is what killed her. Like the demon threw her into the fire, not the fire, <laughs> the fires. I'll have order because she would have lived. There's a demon inside her. That's like, Taking a bath to them. Oh, I could have used you to finish that one. <laughs> so, yeah, that one had a little meat on the bones. 
Britney get back, Spears. Get back to the nip slips and that shit. Britney, Britney Spears has a new yoga body. Uh, you might want to stop me on this one. Uh, there's questions raised about Subway's chicken. Oh, like oh, it's I... it's like 40% chicken. Yeah, you, yeah you, you might have read my article. I probably did. <laughs> it's 43% chicken. The rest is soy. Oh. Comparatively to McDonald's, Wendy's. Uh, McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, Tim Horton, because it was a Canadian study. <laughs> uh, yeah. the, their meat is all 85% meat. The rest is soy. Mm. But I snatched it up thinking they were going to say something amazing like like the rest is, you know, toes or something. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> That's what you think reading the headline. Uh, I can, oh my God, I'll, I, I, I can skip a few. There's, there's a sadder one about a guy who was running from the cops who just, uh, this is a bummer. This, this dude, uh, was getting raided by the cops for a warrant they had for like a petty drug charge. And when they raided, he ran up to the top of his building. This was in the Bronx and tried to yeah. Indiana Jones it and jump to another building. Fuck. And he just fucking, Fell it was in like the middle. It was a 20 foot jump. Mm-hmm. So like, does he realize you can't really like long jumpers only jump what four feet? Uh, no, <laughs> long jumpers you know I mean? ju- like it's not that far. The 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 longest long jump I think is like twenty eight feet or something. But that's the that's an Olympian long jumper the and one that time it ever happened in the history of humanity. And th- they count it like a long jumper doesn't have like a graceful landing, like they like land where the their body touches ever so a long jumper even making that jump his heels would touch that building yeah. and then he'd just fall backwards fall backwards yeah uh, a guy in england had an interview at tgi fridays uh and uh the interview didn't go so well because the manager just sloughed him off to get interviewed by some bartender and the bartender was like would you rather eat uh, shit that tastes like chocolate or chocolate that tastes like shit. Like he gave him like all these crazy interview questions. <laughs> so this guy's suing TGI Fridays. Um, oh, cause the manager was like, I'm not doing this. Hey, Tony, come do it. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Basically it sounds to me like they got a fry wall in his heyday. Some drunken bartender was like, fuck it. I'm just, I've, I already had a few pops this morning. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to give him gummo too. Uh, let's see. A bloody tourist was found in Thailand after getting in an argument with a transgender prostitute. Um, uh, Casey, are are you familiar with the actor Darius McCrary? Sounds familiar. Uh, are you familiar with Eddie Winslow? A little show. Yes, I am. (laughs) Known as. Well, this, Darius McCrary. Here's my headline for this one. Um, Family matters don't matter to this man's family. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Family matters don't matter to this family man. He uh, He's down the tube. He has been uh, accused of hanging his uh, infant daughter over a pot of boiling water. What? Hanging? Yeah, it's, it's sad. Like, I click on it going, I'm going to write a fucking story about Eddie Winslow. Eddie Wins? But Eddie does not win. Eddie lost. That's another a good lot. one. Um, I got so many. Let me just, I, I can, let, I'll, I'll go speed round. LeBron James almost runs. These stories, these are fucking the stories that get hundreds of thousands of hits. 
right this yeah. is what people read i've got a certain viral quality to them it's it not totally mm. Yeah, exactly. It's not LeBron James runs over Coach Bilicek at Celtics games. It's LeBron James comes close to running into Bill Bilicek. Yeah. Like, that's the fucking story. Okay. Um, uh, this rapper put a gun in her daughter's mouth. Um, uh, another rapper says he's better than Tupac Shakur. A white kid shaved his head. So, a white kid, a, a little white kid in Louisiana is friends with a little black kid in Louisiana. Um, and they decided it would be funny there in like preschool if the white mm-hmm. kid shaved his head like the black kid because then the teacher wouldn't be able to tell them apart. And isn't that I a heartwarming that. story? They don't oh, see color. Yeah. Saw that one everywhere. Yeah, that was everywhere. That's a sweet one. Uh, there's six ways that women are wearing their underwear wrong. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Beckham and you wrote this one. <laughs> I of course I wrote this one. Uh, also that yeah. They uh, don't wear thongs because it uh, you can get E. coli in your vagina. That's just the Ooh, truth. I didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact. Take that thong off, Casey. One e. of them. E. Coli. God. How does it? get I. That's that's neither. I. It's I'll neither save for the sa- save that for the segment. Neither you know that nor <laughs> there. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was at a fashion show. Kim Kardashian uh, said hello to kids at a hospital. Kate Bosworth bears boobs. Uh, sexist comments made about Kellyanne Conway being on her knees. George W. Bush loves Michelle Obama. Chris Brown is a drug addict. Colin Kaepernick will stand for the national anthem next season. A prisoner, a prisoner strangles guard with towel. <laughs> uh Kylie Jenner uh, takes a hot Belfie. Belfie stands for boob and butt selfie. But now in my world, my addition to the internet world, Belfie? it now stands for boob and buns with a Z selfie. A Belfie? So she just took a... Okay. <laughs> she took know. a side boob. Not even going to ask about it because I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tilda Swinton dresses up like an old man. Um, what else is new? Uh, Kim Kardashian posted a picture of her and her husband. Uh, the kid from that 70s show is accused of three counts of rape. Um, Which one? Uh, Danny Masterson. Sex- allegations of sexual assault. Of course. Mm. He was in the new Rat Pack, you know? <laughs> I know! Uh, my <laughs> brain is getting softer and... Put more like putty with every one of these articles I take on. That's like candy for dinner. <laughs> it is too much. Forever. <laughs> too many Jolly Ranchers. That's, Your brain has point. diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> but that, it's that um, is a great analogy. Oh, how, oh. How much of this are you retaining? Too much. That's the issue. That's <laughs> yeah. the issue. I'm really I uh it's like a ama- like any any job I get I I I, I diss it on on our podcast as I should as a, <laughs> so it's like I'll get fired from everything in, uh, at the same time. I'm also writing starting next week writing quizzes to show up as widgets. Those quizzes you hate that show up on websites you go go on, they'll be written yeah, yeah. by me. Um, nice. So if you guys want to hear my sample quiz, I have that for you. Maybe just a few questions. They're very uh, jerk practice podcast related. Um, let me find it here. No, no theme. You just make up whatever questions you want and just go, is go for it, baby. Art to, is there like an art or science to the quiz? 
Uh, just, just, no. What is this? Just arbitrary? Niche. You're just, oh, it's, it's like in the spot where advertisement would normally be, but it's a quiz, so you're more likely to click on it? Is that the? Yeah, I guess if you click on it. The niche that you're filling? I don't know. I don't know what the benefit is. Like I, the website this woman sent me to was like a business website, and then their widget showed up on the side. So maybe if you're on this business website and you click the widget, the business site gets another hit. So eventually they'll have enough hits to get an advertiser. Does that you make got sense? A spicy new, you got a spicy new moniker now, Dahans the Quizmaster. The Quizmaster. <laughs> Uh, here, I'll hit you the questions. I don't, uh, you can stop. I, w- I won't go through all the answers, but, uh, cause it's so it's a question and then four multiple choice and then one right and three wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to write all, all four of those. The quiz master, baby. Uh, which president of the United States instigated the new deal? What state did Jeff Sessions represent as a Senator in the 107th Congress? How much does it cost to manufacture a penny? Ooh. <laughs> Who was the chancellor of Germany from 1982 to 1998? As I'm reading <laughs> this, I now realize all I need to do are just find a bunch of street textbooks. Right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. What was the first or state to legally? Buy legally a, Buy a game of Trivial Pursuit. That's it. But the <laughs> yeah. issue with that is I still have to write, type them up, so it's just as easy for me to make them up. <laughs> Uh, what was the first state to legally recognize same-sex marriage in 2004? Muhammad Answar al-Sadat was the president of what country from 1970 to 1981? I hope you're answering these at home, listeners. The, f- <laughs> the first capital of the United States was located where? And now I want you to answer this one, this last one, guys. Who was the first president born in the United States? No multiple choice. Not giving it to you. Uh, Andrew Jackson? That was a good guess. It's not right. Close. It wasn't uh, as late as uh, as Lincoln, was it? Uh, I mean, Lincoln wasn't too far along in the succession. I'll give you the... I'll narrow it down. George Washington, <laughs> James Adams, John Quincy Adams. So now I threw a curve. Mm. I am a good quiz master. Mm. Duh, quiz master. And Marty Van B. Uh, Van B. It is Van B. Born nice. in nice. Uh, it's, uh, upstate New York, somewhere. I, I was going to guess John Quincy, but I, thanks to uh, HBO's John Adams, I know that he wasn't born in the United States. Great show, that John Adams. It holds up. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've been busy um, slowly dying a slow, uh, slow death online. That is yeah, my well. fate. How much does each one of these uh, blurbs net you? After tax, it's like, <laughs> I'm sure nothing. But I don't get taxed. I got to do my own taxes. Why am I going into the... Uh... <laughs> that's like asking somebody... That's like, Henny, that's like asking somebody how much they pay for rent. I fucking hate that question. <laughs> what do you pay? Do people do that in my neighborhood all the time? Oh, you live around here? Yeah. What do you pay? Fuck off. Like, that's None not... Of your business. It, it is. I don't like that question. I really don't. It's interesting. We're all thinking it, but you don't say it out loud. And for some reason, I don't know why this is. I guess I, it's because I'm a liar just in life. I always lie. Always. And I never know what lie is going to come out of my mouth. If I, if I heighten it or if I lower it. And I don't know why I do it at all. It takes more effort yeah. for me to lie. 
You know what I like? For example, say my apartment costs two thousand. I don't know if I'm going to tell them three thousand or one thousand. No idea. But it's never true. Why is that? Just go obscenely low or obscenely high. Oh, yeah. then you got to continue the conversation. That's true, and then you kind of come off like a dick. Yeah. Although they deserve it. That's true. I'll sometimes lowball it because I'm uh, I'm embarrassed about how much I pay. Yeah, there's that for sure. Like in New York. <laughs> New York prices, baby. <laughs> this ain't the city for for a black Bundy like me. Oh, city boys. Enough about me. Holy shit. I usually talk too much on this podcast to begin with, but but now that I'm actually uh per, like have to wake up to do shit, I got stuff to talk Punching about. Punching the clock, baby. Self-employed. Punching the clock. Something else. I got something else in the works too. Oh, I I don't want these did you notice how I by the way, I I I I do have a is it moniker an alias online? I immediately pseudonym. realized pseudonym once I was doing this and I looked up first of all, I looked up the website to see how I was I was like, are they using my name on these articles? They were. And a picture yeah. that I didn't even submit to them, like my actual picture. So I quickly yeah. changed that. Uh, to a moniker? What did you say it was? A pseudonym. Pseudonym. And change the picture to Ugly Ugly H, the Communist Got Party. It. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as I was looking for that, the first image that came up, which is good because it's no longer the image of me with a penis head saying 9-11 question mark. It's just <laughs> yeah. an image of a gravestone with my name on it. <laughs> oh, that was the photograph. Yeah. Uh where, why was I getting You're finally into that? dead to the internet? Oh, I'm so embarrassed of like not embarrassed because I just talked about it. It's not it's not embarrassing to try and feed yourself. But I normally like I'm I'm not giving out like you will never I'm not giving out the I I did not give out the websites. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. even though there's some treats in there, like I I, I do add a little of my own Megan Z flave. Yeah. To the to the to the cast, I was telling Henning some of them the other yesterday. Um, well, that's the thing you can't you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you until it's time. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what's up. What's up, uh, Henning? What do you got going on? Oh, I got a new job too. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, Kimmy Schmidt's done this thing that Samsung's done, and uh, next job is this VR. Are you? Are you? Are you? Who I'm fighting over articles? <laughs> <laughs> Henning gets up an hour before you. Do. Damn it! <laughs> I would never step on your toes. All right, go for it. Sorry. You can you can bust these things out way faster than I could. Oh yeah, because I don't have any <laughs> ethical qualms. <laughs> Plager who? <laughs> that didn't make sense. I don't do that, by the way. I guess uh, it, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be going out to a warehouse in deep, deep Brooklyn, like halfway to the halfway to JFK, farther that out than I've ever been on a bike. I went to visit where my next job is, and they got this. It's a warehouse of a size that you could fit a space shuttle in there. Henning, are you Mr. Robot? 50, huh? I said, are you Mr. Robot? Mr. Robot. Oh, yeah, the hacker show. <laughs> It How is, big is it a is space shuttle? Dingy warehouse. Why is two horses lit. asses? So a ton of space and all all they have in there, 50, 50 foot ceilings, 
dingy fluorescent lights, terrible lighting. But all they have in there is this robot arm <laughs> on the end of which is a seat that you can ride yes. around in, put your goggles on, put your VR goggles on, and have uh, have an experience. Swim in that fishbowl with boobs. <laughs> a little like Weird. fish boobs. What is this for? It's for... They're selling the arm to, like, fairs and trade shows, I guess. Anyone Arcades. with deep pockets who wants to show off a new product will pay for an experience. Oh, so pay it's for this synced with arm your... to be shipped out to to wherever they are. God, it's like in the malls. They used to have that thing that looked like a, a shoe on that armature. It looked like a little minivan that would play the movie on the inside, mm-hmm. and it was supposed to be like a an amusement ride and it was just cut into chunks. It was like a dirt bike riding through like the streets of Rome and the thing would just like <laughs> oh! jostle and move with the movie. Yeah. Hmm. So you're saying these guys were beaten to the punch? Yeah, you- this is lo-fi. <laughs> this sounds like more futuristic <laughs> Didn't Assassin's Creed style VR machines. In this giant warehouse where they could fit a space shuttle, there's only the, the arm in the corner. Which is it is literally I think a an arm from a, a factory where they put cars together, but repurposed. Uh-huh. They bought it and oh. repurposed it. <laughs> and in the middle of the in the, of this giant space is a ping pong table. Classic. Is it open to the public or is it just like a know. showroom for the arm? It's <laughs> no client should ever be brought to this dingy warehouse. Do you guys got Wi-Fi it's just at this where warehouse? We work on it. They brought in also a like the the con, a construction trailer trailer that you'd see on on a construction site. Mm-hmm. Wood panels from the seventies, and that's they wheeled that into the warehouse, and that's where we are gonna do our work because you don't want to heat the whole place. You have <laughs> We're Wi-Fi just out in the construction trailer. Oh yeah, landline. It's not that deep, Brooklyn. Maybe rent out a corner of it for me to do my articles. <laughs> You want to come back? You do I'll it from s- the armature, Hans. I'll do it from the arm. But didn't you say handing that arm can like get up to like throw some G's in there? Yeah, right. They like gangsters. <laughs> I went go side. It holds it the sideways. That's where Biggie was shot in a robot arm. <laughs> they only showed me seventy percent of its capacity. I, I went in to see like this two-minute demo that they're going to do for. You know, six-year-olds and grandmas who want a nice ride in the country. Yeah. Then, Why do you need a robot arm, though? What does it do? Just shake? It makes it makes you feel like you're accelerating, and but it's it's pretty tame. This the first experience. Then I was yeah. like, yeah, that was cool. Uh, and with the goggles on. But then I said, do you guys have? <laughs> pump it, pump up the jams, robot <laughs> arm. He has Do, something can it go special? like 360 degree of motion Henning like up and down not quite it's got a tail on it that you can't cross it's got wires all leading into it that, that can't get tangled uh-huh. up so it can't like spin you around like a like a accelerant uh, what is that like the gravitron or whatever yeah I, I sense this going lawnmower man that's all I'm saying <laughs> yeah so I asked for the the super special program that they do to entertain themselves when Fucking. the clients are gone. I was just going to say it's just Boner tubes. Nice. <laughs> Sit on this dildo. <laughs> Why not? Fuck Super it. Super tactile. Wow. 
feels so real. It is. It's a dildo <laughs> in your butthole. And then it's just two nerds shaking the robot arm. It's not even plugged in. It's like big. <laughs> I don't know how. It's too big. <laughs> just two salty Brooklyn Union guys. Like, ugh, fine. <laughs> All right. Leaning into it. What is the uh, is the is the is the is the rock star experience just the robot arm moving you a little closer to that piano as the music gets louder? <laughs> <laughs> Reference to a did we mention that in the podcast before? Uh, I th- I <laughs> yeah, think we talked about we how okay. impressive I think that is. That's your <laughs> that's your VR experience that you were just turn up the vo- to all the you got to do is turn up the volume louder. for this guy. That's my VR. Hearing. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I sat down and he was like, "You want to? Sh- okay, cool. So you want the the full experience? You want to give him the Glen, Glen, John Glenn? Yeah, give him the John Glenn. The Glenn. And that's like, uh, I thought it was gonna be that spinning around like you see in the movie. His casket. <laughs> <laughs> just moving real slow. What is it? Sorry. Just takes you up and turns you upside down like three times. But that's really fast. Like over the second takes you from sitting upright to sitting upside down 20 feet in the air. Actually, you're actually upside down. You're actually moving. Yeah. So why do you need a thing in front of your eyes? That just sounds fun. to Like, is that (laughs) how simple I am? Just give me some stairs and a parachute. That's my VR. (laughs) You're like, you just tactile boots on the ground. Don't give me this fake reality. You, but really, do you like that? Just that does sound fun. Just getting moved around. So I guess it's amazing yeah. if you're like it fighting was. Martians, but you're gonna fight them upside down. They're gonna win <laughs> in space. If you're in space, you better put on. If you want to make that really exciting, you got to Freddy Krueger it. If you die in the arm, you die in real life. The, the arm just crushes you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Game that's over. Is that like how good of an idea for a movie is that? You go into virtual reality, and if you die in virtual reality, you die in real life. I think they did a Black Mirror episode that was that already. Oh. Well, I hadn't seen it. And The Matrix. Well, The the Matrix Matrix is The Matrix, not virtual reality. Eh. No, it's virtual reality. Speaking of... That's what The Matrix is. We... You... uh, The one thing that this... uh, This David we were talking to yesterday at the show... Mm. The alien. Yep. Well... I'll, I'll, I'm going to roll back on Alien because as soon as you brought up Dom, he seemed to know an awful lot <laughs> about uh, simulation. S- the simulation theory. that we potentially could be living in. So you guys met Dom, it sounds like. This is a good description of him. He just at one point, completely non sequitur out of the blue, just goes, uh, when's the vortex opening? <laughs> <laughs> that gives you a good taste of our, our friend. Gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Right, he just came, also came up at one point, and after he'd been away for a while, hello, doctor. What's in what's in the telephone booth? Making uh, a, a Doctor Who reference, but Doctor Who nerd. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you were talking about virtual reality and getting killed, and I was like, oh, I saw this. It was about amusement and death. I think it was a guy in Europe designed a uh, roller coaster that would kill you. Oh yeah, I remember that from a few years back. Really? Mm-hmm. Designed it but didn't make it? 
I mean, he was just like, I designed it, and scientifically, you could write it and commit suicide. It's a suicide machine. I remember Mm -hmm. it's like an ethical suicide machine because it's like it's fun as hell, right? It's fun, and then it just snaps your neck, right? I'm assuming that's how it does. I think, or it has to do with like the pressure, or yeah, like the speed is so much. It it runs into something, and yeah, I guess (laughs) that can't be it. (laughs) The roller coaster just runs into a wall (laughs) at the end. They put a dildo in your butt and strap a stick of dynamite to your mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. They just th- it's it's a it's an ethical uh, euthanasia machine, and they just throw grenades at you as you're on a regular <laughs> roller coaster, or it's just a, one of those have... old wooden roller coasters, and they just light it on fire. They just put you in a car and drop an ice chest on it. <laughs> what? I... Eventually, to save money, you know they're gonna put you on the arm and put the goggles on and. Just yeah, ram you. Some guys are gonna shoot you. That's that's a good idea for a movie, like or a choose your own event, like your own suicide. So mm-hmm. it's like you want to get killed by Ch- Chuck Bronson, you got it. You got it. <laughs> you want to get beat to death by a a dildo? Done. God, now I'm just picturing like. Ah, uh, you know, like how goofy you look when you don't realize no one's watching. So someone in that VR machine waiting, and it's just you with the sledgehammer, like <laughs> waiting for the green light. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there will be virtual reality deaths, no doubt about it. Some Momo is gonna go on their roof because they'll be like, well, there already it'll feel is, more like, windy. Warcraft deaths. What kind of deaths? people playing world of warcraft till they die that's mm. close oh. enough oh you mean actually like expiring because they i mean i was i this is true there is no doubt in my mind especially the way we're going people like will never have there will be people in the future that will never have sex with another human being thanks to virtual reality oh easy no mm-hmm. doubt no doubt about it that's already mm-hmm. the pumps already primed, so to speak. Like, no pun you know, intended. As, as much sexual gratification as people get from the internet, like it's just a half a, a few degrees away before it's like, oh, I'll just strap this to your computer and then that's it. Yeah, you, you strap fucking, that on your eyes. You put a fucking condom on, and it, it yeah, you're you you're go. in business. A digital condom. Digicon. Digicon. Uh, uh, the arm. Oh, uh, virtual reality, death, the arm, uh, upside down. But what do you physically see? So if the thing tips mm. you upside down, what are you seeing in the gogs? Uh, well, you're right. They didn't do the, you're right, Casey. They didn't do the, the, the goggles for the John Glenn, but the, the main thing that they're doing is, uh, I have to animate some robots on a future construction site showing you around and and something goes wrong area 51 that was one of my favorite Mm -hmm. games yeah is that that aliens showing you around Mm -hmm. and jumping out behind from behind barrels of toxic waste you gotta waste them oh my god yeah you 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 wearing goggles in that not in your version you will be Mm. (laughs) you gotta design a uh I wish it was uh, easier, but you could design a, a jerk practice style virtual reality madness. Gummo too, all in virtual reality. If you want to, if you want to go down the JP hole, that's all you got to create. 
God, that'd be so much fun. Bring your Digicons. <laughs> Strap on a Digicon because you're in trouble. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, I'm such a... Um, Oh, God, I don't want to keep reading you stuff, but I actually applied to a job I wanted, which, of course, I didn't get because any job I've applied to, I, I'm not even – but there's a there's a website out there that's specifically for uh, quote-unquote – maybe it's maybe that wasn't a job I wanted because anybody that uses the term nerd culture yeah. uh, shouldn't be using it, but it's basically like a website that wants you to talk – they were looking in the description and said – do you like 80s comedies? And I was like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> so I wrote them like I was like I, I had been sending out like a standard cover letter, but I sent out like a special one for them. And it was basically like, I ain't no point Dexter. I'm a booger Presley. So if that's the guy you're looking for, like, so of course I didn't get the job. But I was yeah. like, why didn't I get the job? And then this statement came out of my mouth. And I said, oh, I'm a sick, narcissistic asshole. If I were me, listen to how many references there is to me. If I were me, I'd love having me working for me. (laughs) It's like, I'm insane. I'm losing it. (laughs) I think I I thought about that same thing when I told Henning, like, these shitty articles I'm writing that I'm working very hard on. Uh, (laughs) I was like, if I wasn't, because I've seen when in the platform, I see like they lock my article once I send it, certain ones, and I can see an editor going in there. I was like, I would like to be the editor going into my article because it's normal, yeah. normal garbage. And he's like, why does he what? keep using buns with a Z? Like, that's <laughs> too much. <laughs> and not like, why, like, oh, why me? I was like, all right, I'm going to keep editing this Just guy's. Because this guy's uh, families matter. Families matter. Black lives don't matter to this family matters man. <laughs> <laughs> at least, and then put an image, and then the next one starts like, at, at least the black life of his infant daughter. He's married <laughs> to a Harlem Globetrotter. Well, she's seeking divorce now, but I didn't even know there Farmer. was a female Globetrotting team. I didn't either. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's like the guy that can spin the ball on his head. <laughs> just an oddity she's one of the team's oddities well she doesn't work for him anymore um so you imagine yourself making the day of of whatever editors going through yes and, uh, i am at i'm so full of myself that i think i make people's <laughs> days and i don't he's exactly <laughs> like me when i get a project i literally i have the ability to actually look at a page of, of information and not use any of it yet still write an article on it i have that ability <laughs> words i'm like a, the i'm like rain man <laughs> words are just things to me they're not information in this job that's it i know how to beef up the amount of words to make them 300 of them that's it it's math my wordy wordy is mathy to me And I know, you know what, and that's, I guess, what I'm struggling with is that I know life isn't this and to to boot, the quiz is all right because at least I can, the quiz is something, there's, I, I, there's, no, the quiz is wrong. Don't take my quiz because it's not, 
you're really not getting anything because even though it's factual and it seems historical and a science or a science a science question or it's smart, you're not learning anything because there's no context to it. So right, don't. Yeah. But it's I just guess like reading it, a Trivial Pursuit card. That's it, and you no. <laughs> like, go learn something. But what they're yeah. going to do is they're going to go, I shouldn't take this quiz. I'm not learning anything. I'll go to this website about Kim Kardashian. So literally, I'm single-handedly ruining everyone, ruining the next generation. And I have yeah, qu- quandaries over trivia it. Trivia information is the – like, where I work, they have a trivia night sometimes, and those people are insufferable. <laughs> I just because it's like un, it's knowledge, but it's not doesn't do you any good. I'm like gonna, if the power goes out, like knowing the you know like the names of the actors of who's the boss isn't going to do anything. But they mm-hmm. act like it's life and death. Like take it super seriously, and like it. I don't know. I I'm gonna play devil's advocate and say because I have uh, uh, f- friends, family. That that play trivia, and when I go with them, they it's just fun because they're not assholes to the one because the people around them. I see exactly what you're saying. People oh, are buttholes on trivia saying, night, like, but when with them, it's like it works just as an excuse to like go out and get buzzed with their kids. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's not true. <laughs> but I, I I I take it back. I take it back. But uh. Uh, no, but uh, if you take yeah, it to that sporty, like, winner-take-all, like, no, that in any context is annoying. Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. when it's something as inconsequential as, like, trivia. Do you, Does your I, trivia night give out? Sorry. Do they give out, like, movie tickets if you win and stuff? Uh, yeah. Promote it, dog. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Doesn't need any help. <laughs> None of us want to promote. Only Henning wants to promote his life. Otherwise, we all live in the <laughs> shadows like Gollum. We're professional Gollums. <laughs> oh, God. That's going on. That's a LinkedIn quote for sure. Professional Gollum. <laughs> I got a LinkedIn. What? I hate. We're, we did it wrong. Hey, Dom. Sorry. Hit reset. We've done it wrong. <laughs> I don't know why I'm moving my hands like that. We've done wrong. We we they gave, they gave We had opportunity... And we messed up. Mm. There's no, we shouldn't be like, we should all Same. have Digicons on and running around. <laughs> yeah. And, and we probably do in reality. All barter systems. We're already in the matrix, by the way. What if we're all just dongs? We're all brains inside of dongs, inside of Digicons <laughs> attached to giants mm-hmm. <laughs> living in the clouds. <laughs> you can't prove we're not. It's viable. It's it. It's not. A, it's just as weird as Adam and Eve, dude. <laughs> I've said it once. It'll say it again. You have a viable base for a nice, good-sized cult. There, <laughs> it's a good base. Solid. Uh, oh man, <laughs> we're all just brains inside dicks on giants, man. It's true. There's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. I can see that. But what about the balls? That's hell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> taking all of my my love for um wieners and thinking and putting them together <laughs> oh speaking of my ideas and yours and yours henning we got yet another cop from saturday night live last night oh good. after their goddamn three week hiatus 
three weeks off. Uh, yeah. Who, Europeans don't get three weeks vacation. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Saturday Night Live. SNL came back last night. SNL came back last night. I saw it after we got home from the show. Mm. Um, I saw it up to this morning. I had time to see it up to a weekend update. This morning you watched it? Yeah. I have to watch it later on, on Hulu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, no, I guess it's just because I got home. Yeah, you don't even have... Henny, and you have the most beautiful TV, but there's I don't see any rabbit ears <laughs> on there. Yeah, no. No regular TV. All through the computer. Off the grid, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> We are in the, as I look around Henry's apartment, I can, I'm actually within a, the, within a grid of the grid. What's a piece of a grid called? Pixel? <laughs> tile, maybe? I'm within the time, in a tile of the grid. <laughs> Tesseract? No. Uh, where are we going? So, oh, Saturday uh, Night Live. So SNL. Sucked. Of course. What do I catch the end? I catch the end of SNL. Because they don't want people seeing at the beginning and going, that's bullshit, that's jerk practice sketch, because they know their show's bad enough that people will turn it off by the end. That's when they get the good stuff. They're hoping we won't see it. Oh, and I always see it, because the last sketch of the night is entitled, I'm assuming, on their script, Spencer's Gifts. (laughs) Oh, God. Which is um, a a script, Casey, you Uh and I... More so talked about than we started writing it. We had it outlined, and then somehow when I started writing it, uh, I wish I I wish I had the I wish I think I have twenty pages of the script. Really, script script script. Yeah. Oh my god! Send that to me. I'd love to see it. Um, I'll find it. Yeah, it has some good gags in it. I just remember like I got too caught up on. I need my same verve for writing garbage as I do for our garbage because then I can pump it out because I and that doesn't that's not diminished because like if it's garbage you throw it but if you can just get I'm a big believer if you can get the words on a page fuck yes because mm-hmm. even if you if you can write 20 pages and you get one page out of it cool because if you just focus on like what I remember focusing on is I was like Spencer's gifts has to have a weird Huck Finn character and how is this Huck Finn character, modern day Huck Finn, going to be introduced into the script? And it didn't. It was just such a like a, a side note. It didn't really have to do with like the main story. But I like ended up spending all this time not being able to work getting him in, and then I just like gave up. That being said, Spencer's gifts. The Spencer's gifts. What's the premise? The show was hosted last night by Octavia Spencer. Henning and I mm-hmm. both agree. Henny was being a little bit of a bitch towards Octavia. Uh, Who she is was that person. She, uh, she's an actress. I think she's on. Um, oh, I think I was just about to say the wrong thing. She was the wrong. Sh- she's a movie actress. Oh, she was in. I'll look it up. Hidden Figures. She was in Hidden Figures, where oh, she okay. wore long sleeved NASA shirt. <laughs> Somebody Speaking last night of. was wearing a. What's your feelings on long sleeved? T-shirts, Casey. Nah, I'm not a fan personally. Me, me neither. Oxymoron. Are they coming because back now? If they're long sleeve, they're not tees, right? It's the no. It's like you get them at any gift. Any dad would get them at a gift shop yeah, at a Hard Rock yeah, Cafe. Yeah. Who are simulated friend? Big fan of Hard Rock Cafes. <laughs> Huge fan. Of course. Founder yeah. of them. Not just kidding. I'm not. <laughs> 
he, he Getty said, Lee? <laughs> he had a Hard Rock Cafe. When's the last time you saw a Hard Rock Cafe shirt? I Not ironically, speaking no, of. Yeah. So last but, time I was at Champs, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. I, oh, man. I think, Except I think, it was uh, tied into a turban. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way to make a, a, a even more ironic. That is fucking perfect. Uh, can I take your order? He's got a Hard Rock Cafe turban on. And then what is the... A turban is worn by... Is it a Hindu thing or is it even a religious thing? Hindu, Sikh. Do Sikh. It, yeah, and so, or if you're a sultan from an old movie. Right. <laughs> uh, and then wrestling boots. I don't know. But... um. <laughs> Oh, and that's like, my mind goes so crazy. Like, as I was watching these bands play last night, I was like, we just need to get together, form the Black Bundies. I'm just going to wear a long shirt with nothing underneath, wrestling boots, and my mask mask. And we'll be the Black Buns. <laughs> Henning will be on a stand-up bass, kicking around, and then, Casey, you can play the the, the lute. <laughs> you know? Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Maximum irony. So this sketch, so Octavia Spencer hosts, and the sketch is obviously her last name Spencer. So she's mm-hmm. the heiress to the Spencer's gifts uh, uh, company, and it's yeah. been going down the tubes. So classic sketch formation. It's a business meeting. Yep, pitch meeting. Pitch Perfect. meeting. Love it. Yep. Octavia Spencer is at the head of the meeting, and the funniest part for me actually was funny um, was the entire meeting. She just wore. Uh, glasses that had dinosaur eyes on them and didn't acknowledge <laughs> and didn't acknowledge that she was wearing them. So like all of her emotions were like shielded by the, like when, so when she was angry, she had the same eyes when she liked something, mm-hmm. she had the same eyes. And then she went around like, you guys are hacks. I want good ideas. And maybe you guys can finish where it goes. Uh, they were, they all buddy, Boobie dicky ideas? Yeah, farties? classic. It's just a list of funny items. Dog poop on keychain. Uh, mm-hmm. Clock with beer mugs as all the times. Um, Which is, as you pointed out, pretty classic jerk practice. We'll just sit around and throw things that make us laugh at the wall. That's it. And how yeah, can yeah. we, how can yeah. we shoe- the, shoehorn this into a sketch? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my god! And there was a sketch, and then at the end, she she likes the clock idea, and she goes, "That's perfect. Let's go on vacation." And she rips open her shirt, and she has a a t shirt with like the chest drawn on it. Mm, okay, boob shirt. Yeah, um, gotcha. That's it. But before <laughs> it, they had a sketch that took place in like a knockoff Cinnabon, and they had a mm-hmm. crazy guy that worked there. And it reminded me so much of Mitch's character from uh, uh, whatever that sketch we did with the short shorts and the hat. Like, the foreigner that works at a hot dog place. Oh, right. So Mitch just comes out as this guy who's like, I don't know, Eastern European. And he just has one line at the end of it. He just goes, I touched meat. Oh, yeah. And then in this okay. in this sketch yesterday... This person was just so weird, and they were like in a training session. They were like, so this is our actress. She's just going to come up and play a regular customer, and you just help her out. And so she comes up like, hi, how are you today? He goes, you eat? She goes, what? He goes, you eat food? So that was that was like, I don't know. They took our – they bastardized our ideas. That's all I'm saying. Yet again. 
Just again. make it different enough so they don't notice. But Mikey we noticed. Day. Mikey Day killed it in a couple sketches, though. Oh, yeah. I tried SNL's to on the list, but Mikey Day, you're you're all about... I, well, he might... If, I don't, if he doesn't respond to my friend request by next <laughs> week... Listed. Listed. Mikey, Rue. Speaking of Rue, how sexy was that Rue that was on stage last night? The lead of, of Save Ferris? The lead of Save Ferris was like a goddamn burlesque show. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. That was fun. She had, she had three costume Three changes. costume changes, right? Yeah. Some of them on stage. We had Ooh, good, la. we had Ooh, cool la, la. backstage passes, sort of, <laughs> except for we weren't let backstage. <laughs> We got to stand on the side. I was gonna say, did you were you supposed to see these costume changes, or were you just lurking in her closet? <laughs> no, no. But we had it. We we didn't have to. Uh, we were lucky enough to get away from uh, Dom's avatar because we got to go behind a barricade. <laughs> so many like the Gramercy, so cool. I was looking around like all speaking of coming back to tripod. I don't know why I would come back to that. That felt flat. But uh, uh, so many podcasts there. How did it get made? We how to make it weird? What is that podcast? You made it weird. Tell him Steve, Dave, and the Gramercy is like really clean. In fact, like yeah, which sucks for a music venue. What do you mean? So many podcasts there. There's they have so many podcasts performed there. Like so, the Gramercy. They do like people rent out the Gramercy to just to do a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Ashley and Ashley and I saw Harmontown there. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's where uh-huh. I saw Doug Loves Movies. Uh-huh. And they had all these posters. Like, that's what they. That's how they had the club designed. Tell them, Steve, Dave, you made it weird. Doug Loves Movies. Um, uh, uh, what am I? The Dollop. Like, all these awesome, like, podcasts. So cool. Jerk practice coming next, baby. It's going to feel a little mm-hmm. echoey in there. That's all I'm <laughs> a saying. A little sparse. Can we just use the we'll front? be allowed backstage, finally finally get back I, I actually did go backstage right at the end she was like yeah you can come back because i had to go get somebody we ain't missing much there was a cup of salsa back there and a coffee pot that they didn't even use i would have made a pot of coffee just to say hey had a co- made coffee at gramercy and probably get e coli from the coffee pot that has or and, last time you, they because you got to make it in a thong yeah, and, and probably the only the last thing that was made in there was mushroom tea by Fishbone. So I'd probably get really <laughs> sick. We haven't uh, we haven't talked about Kenda so far this episode. I was just gonna say, bring on the Don Honda. We have for like the past three, but uh, yeah, I just thought I'd brought it, bring it up before we end and and mention that we got a we got a fun cold tag for you. Another kind yeah. of shadow run esky oh, yeah. game that I'll run you through. Nice. And, uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Put some black Bundy in it, Henning. You worked hard on Don Honda, which <laughs> oh, we'll is see. I don't know how it turns out yet. Taken from Hans Donda. <laughs> Hans Donda. My character. No, it's not. It's all <laughs> Henning. My my my. Um. Oh my God! Can I? So I got another job. I'm like a Jamaican. Okay. Is that racist? Yes, yes, it is. It is. That joke. And you're not even from Myanmar. <laughs> that joke. That joke. You know how that was a standard, uh, and I didn't. That that is antiquated and wrong. And that and but you know why I say it? It's because I've yeah. been indoctrinated by Mad TV. That was a. No, it wasn't. It was in uh, Living Color. It was in Living Color. Standard. I hated that sketch. As a child, I hated that sketch. (laughs) 
Wait, wait, that was a, yeah, that was a whole sketch. I was just going to say that was like a was, standard yeah. go-to racist joke, but nope, it was a it whole was a sketch. It was a whole sitcom Jamaican sitcom, and it was the one joke was like, I, I have 10 jobs, man, everyone has 5,000 jobs, and that was it. That was it. Nothing else about it. No buttman, they didn't even buttman it. No, I know. You just hate work. Even as a kid, you knew you'd hate work. <laughs> or Jamaicans, maybe, maybe it. And I lived in Ground Heights, self-fulfilling prophecy. Oh, my God. We always take it there. <laughs> um, I don't. I just I don't like bad sketches. Oh, was it? I remember. I remember. it. I, I hated it, too, because it wasn't funny. Because having yeah. jobs aren't funny. It's like a Roseanne joke. It, yeah. it, it, it compacted into five minutes. It's the like, antithesis of a Roseanne joke. My hands are sweating. Dan never had a job. Dan worked at the garage that burned down. Um, so I got another job and I won't go into specifics other than as per required, I had to take online, um, awareness tests for spotting child molesters. All right. Are you a a Honda? Uh, (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not a secret agent, but so I had to take these tests and I won't go into it. And it is important. It was a little, uh, Look, I took it. It's important. I'm good. I can spot a pedophile from a mile away now. <laughs> so the first thing that comes up of the first test is just, can you spot the pedophile? Click on it. And it's just like, I was like, I know what I'm not. I'm dumb, but I'm not that dumb. They're all yeah. fucking pedophiles. And of course, that's what happens. But as I'm looking at it, it's just like, <laughs> I, I, all right, I do have a screenshot of it. I'll definitely have to put it up. Yeah. But I'm looking at it and... One of them just looks exactly like Anthony DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say, like, you click on it, then it downloads child pornography onto your computer and then just shows a picture of yourself and it just says, <laughs> the pedophile is you. Exactly. <laughs> it's a police knock on your door. Yeah. These, uh, so anyway, so that was part of, a, part of a new gig I was doing. I forgot to send that picture to DeVito. <laughs> Again, I don't get what the, what the market is. You're... They teach you how to spot a pedophile, and that leads to commercial uh, activity. Say gotta... something, see something, Henning. When you're oh, alone, you're, writing in your apartment, looking in a mirror, the... he's got to work on his PDR. His PDR is strong. So no, you're working for the neighborhood watch. This is an what? external gig I got, working for a government agency, well, a loosely Guardian affiliated Angel. government agency. Chris Hansen. No Hansen. <laughs> State of New York. I had to take a drug test, and I had to learn how to spot a pedophile. And they look like Anthony DeVito. <laughs> I'm just working on search engine optimization. So when this podcast drops, anytime you type Anthony DeVito's name up, pod- pedophiles come up. Podophile. <laughs> oh, my God. New podcast idea. Podophiles. <laughs> Hashtag podophile. Hashtag podophile. Like going through serial killers, but, but going through the cases of the worst pedophiles in history. No, we just That'll spot be them. That would fun. Oh, just, <laughs> just looking at pictures. Wait, name one, name one famous pedophile. I don't know any, really. because uh, you can't spot them. Uh, Jimmy Cavalier, that British dude. Jared Fogle. <laughs> All right. Well, well, how about Gacy? Uh, too Gacy. Old. Did you say Gacy's a pedophile? Does murder Trump rape? Coming back <laughs> full <laughs> we circle? We had this discussion. It's always on the fringes of this top mind I have. The old top hat. 
That's what they call me. Down at the, down at the gym. Here comes down a little top pedophile hat. spotters. I'm not mocking. I am mocking it because let's be honest. There is bureaucratic requirements. Look, I'm I'm anti all that shit, of course. And of course, if I see something, I'd say something. But these fucking stupid ass work video things like these actors had to get these jobs and the one of the tests was i'll change the name but it's like meet dons and it's this actor (laughs) going like i took a job so i could be around kids all the time and the (laughs) this actor was good i'm not doing him justice he was like a good pedophile actor but then (laughs) i hate to say it my reaction to the kids like the there was also other vignettes of act, kid actors uh, acting as though they had been abused, and my reaction, as it shouldn't be, because you'd be a robot if your reaction was like these poor kids. My reaction was like they couldn't get better actors than these fucking kids. Like they're <laughs> like I was sexually abused. Oh man. <laughs> oh Jesus. I don't know. You know what? Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about. I do have a big mouth, don't I? I really do. But I also have an eye for pedophiles, so you want me on your side. Even if I talk too much, I'll keep your your butt safe from any Digicon. Blue, but... uh, all right, that was the last uh, little chunk about me. Let's call this one DeHans' bio pick, because that makes sense. Oh, we mentioned the joy work. We all got to watch some Bill and Ted's. E&A. Yes, I will look mm-hmm. it up if it's on there. It's, it's on, on YouTube, he says. Oh, perfect. Never made it to air, so you got to find it. You How dig. does a show get 13 episodes made and not make it to air? Is that oh, yeah. just a network that has so much confidence? Like, in not in, like, they just have confidence. Like, it's a scummy, it's going back to bureaucracy. It's a scummy yeah. network studio going, like, Bill and Ted made this much money. It can't yeah. fail. Green light, a whole year of it. When you when it came out, it was what late eighties, early nineties, eighty nine, probably. Still, only three networks. It's still network. Like, if you look at it that way, they have all the money in the world, and they're going to spend it anyways. It doesn't matter. They don't give a shit. But how bad? Why not just release it? They couldn't sell advertising towards it. Of course they could. It must. It's either like, like maybe this is it. Maybe it was so bad. And the studio that owned Bill and Ted is the same studio that owned the movie that owned like the releasing of the show. And then they wanted to make Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which is good. <laughs> Holds up, in my opinion, <laughs> most of it. And they were like, if we release this dog shit, yeah. people are going to hate it so much that we can't release another movie. So I bet it was advertisers. They had a lot more say back then. Like They made 13 episodes because they probably thought it would have done something. I just think it didn't make enough on advertising to warrant them putting it on that airtime when they're like, oh, yeah. fuck it. Air Chevy time, will pay it air time for a li- Cheers spinoff. Like. Mm. Airtime was limited as opposed to now where they you can't just put anything out and who cares, bandwidth is unlimited. But yeah. back then, you had to compete for a spot. Did you know MASH had a spinoff and it was literally called After MASH? I thought it was called Trapper John MD. Was that a spinoff for MASH 2? There's definitely a spinoff called After yeah. MASH where uh, Jamie Farrow, what was his name? The, the one Which who, one was that? The, the cross-dresser. 
Oh, okay, yeah. He, I like could not piece together what the hell after Mash was because Jamie Farrar, uh, yeah. worked as a prison guard. I don't, and the other one like the the he still I, dressed like a woman. No, maybe that was his thing. He switched it to dressing like a prison guard. I don't know. <laughs> Does that fly? Would that fly today? A character that dressed like a woman. Probably um, more. I don't know. Jeffrey yeah, Tambor is doing fine. it, right? No, but to make it funny, to be a weirdo. Oh, as a mm. gag. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think it would be too insensitive. It would be deemed too insensitive. Did he ever Because that was the whole like, thing in no. MASH is he was like, I'm gay or I'm weird. I dress like a lady. Get me out of the army. Well, yeah, his main one was I dress like a lady. Um, I'm so... He wasn't a legit... He didn't do it for any other reason except as an excuse to get out of the army. They're like, yeah, yeah, that's just the weirdest thing a guy can do is dress like a lady. Or, But he was always, that was like, he always had another scheme. Like one time he tried to eat an entire tank piece by piece. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I don't know why I remember that. I mean, I do know why I remember that. That's why. He that's, just shot himself in the hand. Yeah. Why didn't he just commit like suicide or, I mean, <laughs> or attempted? Why didn't he become a cutter? Let's make a real life. Was the movie Mash more less comedic, or was it comedic as well? It had funny parts. It was very like, you know, it was like a black comedy. Yeah, it was one like the movie was more like, look what war can do to people. Like, it makes you loopy. Like these people have become desensitized to right. being surrounded by all this horrible crap. That they're drinking martinis in the middle as bombs fall. You know, it's like, it's funny the way some of the scenes in Apocalypse Now are funny. Just because yeah. it's like, what the fuck? Um, Hans Donda? Don Honda? Yeah. Let's, let's go. What is that maneuver? <laughs> Henning's giving me the cut it <laughs> out. Dave Cooley, That's the Dave new Henley A. Let's go. <laughs> giving you the wrap it up. Let go and let Dom. You know how to give me the wrap it up. That's what you think. Is that Put a the new ending on it, son. Oh, that, wrap that it up. Work. Okay. The new ending is that's what you think. That's a real geecher <laughs> line. Yeah, you might have thought I'd have more. I'd have one by now, but still no. So don't a be a podophile. <laughs> that's or be what, a podophile. That's what we got. Oh man. No. Jerk practice, jerk practice Sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah Welcome to a Don Honda adventure, y'all This is gonna be fun It's it's like a little bit Shadow Run Okay A little bit um, those Encyclopedia Brown mysteries that you read and, And tried to figure out the mystery of by the end of the story Is that similar to Boxcar Children? Henning, I only uh, read magazines. <laughs> Casey, big magazine reader as a big young young child. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Always with a copy of People in his back pocket, next to his oh, slingshot. Yeah, should have asked me who were the people back then. Could have told you. Who were the people back then? Did they solve a mystery? George Clooney in those, in those stories. The boxcar children. Freddie Prince Jr. No, <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. You were reading. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. That was a weird poll. That was Christian Schlieff in modern art poll. Are you giving us a modern art character? Oh, wait. 
past episode onto this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Streams are getting crossed. Indeed. I feel it's going in. We're just making another episode right now. God, keep to the All right, keep to keep, task. All right. We're on. You want to introduce it again? <laughs> uh You guys will be playing young Honda at certain points in the in the story. Mhm. And his his deputy, uh, I think I called him Chip Chip Shoulderton. That'll be you, Case. Cool. Chip Schultz. <clears throat> we should. Do you want to preface what it's based on? How you, Asian if is If you haven't voice? seen uh, Homicide Hunter with Joe Kenda, Detective Joe Kenda, by now, we've mentioned it the past four weeks, you should, uh, you should watch this before, watch an episode or two before listening to this Don Honda adventure. Classic mistake, depend- sending them away. Don't d- listen to this and then go watch for accuracy. <laughs> If, if you find the following intriguing. We'll lose them forever. <clears throat> One thing never changes. Crimes. Big or small, it's all crime. A minor inconvenience has been caused. Someone is upset. Their stories are now my stories. I'm Lieutenant John... I already fucked it up. I'm Lieutenant Don Honda, and I've resolved over 1,792 noise complaints. Someone has to take control. Someone has to look out for the victim. I never know where a case will lead, but I'll never stop until the offending party is reprimanded or fined. It's 6 a.m. on a crisp Sunday morning in the suburbs of Oregon Falls. Lieutenant Don Honda is out trimming the hedges and smoking while most of the neighborhood is still asleep. Suddenly, the early dawn stillness is pierced by the beeping of his pager. And I know what that means, and it's never good. It's never going to be the chief calling me to Oregon Grinder Family Entertainment Center, and when I get there, all my friends buy me pizza and root beer and throw me a surprise party. No. It's minor crimes. And someone on the other end has majorly bad news. Megan's. Fortunately. Yeah, Oregon Grinder. That's, a, that's the Chuck E. Cheese of Oregon. I love it. Wait, wait. Really? Yeah. There's a place called I Oregon th- Grinders? Oregon, I thought that was just like a sassy the Henning piano creation. Instrument. Stick to the story. Fortunately, okay, someone has majorly In bad news. <laughs> In no mood for you two. <laughs> Fortunately, I, I'm mixing up you the got a real here. Honda over here. Uh. Watch out. <laughs> Fortunately, Honda always gardens in a full suit and tie, and so is able to respond to the scene within minutes. Honda barely has time for his fifth cigarette of the day before his deputy detective, Chip Shoulderton, also arrives. That's you, Case. And we walk up to the apartment building, and I can smell it almost immediately. There was a weed party here last night. Our host is sitting out on the porch, and he is absolutely bombed. He doesn't look like he can tell me what his name is, let alone what happened last night. I take one look and say, Oh, this is going to be fun. Ooh, Honda cool. begins by... <laughs> I was just laughing. <laughs> Honda begins by questioning the renter of the house, one Judd Barlow, who called the police to report a poster stolen from his living room. That's a good name. He is a disheveled 25-year-old white male with a topknot or man-bun hairdo. Honda notices Guilty. that his face and scummy white t-shirt 
are heavily stained with a dark red liquid. Go for Honda. Oh, Jesus. What type of poster are we missing here, Judd? Um, it's a picture of Carl Sagan. Um, he's looking off into space with stars in his eyes. And, like, across the top... My, my, my. Looks like we have a little red liquid on your shirt. And I'll tell you something about red liquids. Mm -hmm. It ain't cool, Aid. Uh... Oh yeah. So Don Honda thinks What's it's not Kool Aid. What? Eat. <laughs> and that ain't cool, Aid. And it smells like somebody's been tooting on some weed here. <laughs> and I don't mean to toot my own horn, but that ain't that red liquid. <laughs> Aid. <laughs> yeah. Well, weed is legal in Oregon. So, what's your question? So, my- can I do a sidebar? Sidebar. Sure. Chip Shoulderton uh, pulls Judd Barlow away for a shot sidebar. <laughs> no, I what mean, what like, am I doing while you guys are putting it aside? Honda smokes another cigarette. His seventh his of roommates, the day. I guess. How are you? No, fellas? I was going to ask. So we're here for a missing poster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my my poster got stolen. I think. Did you see anybody? Um. Well, I had my friends over for a party last night. Um, I think I fell asleep pretty early, though. Gentlemen, I see you're on a sidebar here. <laughs> I've got to ask you I something. Honda rejoins the conversation. You know, there's one thing about a dead child. You never forget him. That's why I don't sleep at night. I haven't slept in 35 years. But that's okay, because you're all animals. We're all animals. The only difference between us and animals is we're worse. <laughs> so tell us about this poster. Like I said, it's Carl Sagan looking off into space. Uh, there's a there's a thing across the top that says, something wonderful is waiting to be known in pink and yellow letters. Speaking of space, one time I saw a man with a bullet wound so wide I could, I could live in the space where it was. So tell us about this poster. I, Carl Sagan. It was in my living room. Sidebar to myself. That's just a tactic. Get him confused. Get him worked up. We're going to get down to this liquid. Good stuff. And it ain't going to be. It ain't going to be pretty. (laughs) Shoulderton, give me another liquid bit. So you called us about your poster, correct? Yeah, it's missing. I really want it back. It really tied the room together. All right. Is Can you tell me about your shirt? Are you just a normal... What's going oh, on? Oh, yeah, look at that. The fashion choice. It's all dirty. What is this? Let me just... To Honda's disgust, the stoner take tastes the stain on his shirt. I knew it. Hmm. Oh, yeah, now I remember. Someone had an accident last night. The only accident I have at night are my nightmares that accidentally (laughs) creep into my mind. I accidentally fall asleep and hate myself for it. You know, I don't eat food. (laughs) And also I'm slipping into a different type of voiced character. (laughs) Anyways, let 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 me slip back. 
You know, I don't eat food. I just go to a window and say a number. Because food is just fuel. Fuel that I use to catch murderers. What kind of accident was it? Or in my case, poster thieves. We'll I'm... get to that. It's about a murder, right? No. Minor crimes. That's my beat. So poster wait, thieves, wait, so beware. This, is this me talking to me? <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> You're a young Honda. You don't have this voice yet. <laughs> what kind of voice does young Honda have? Normal? I don't know. He never talks in a nah, flashback. Go young. Does he? You had it. You had it. He's gonna keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Old uh, Indian chief. That sounds like Chief Honda. Hey, uh, uh, it'll be a little quicker. Hey, let me tell you about that shirt you got on there. It looks a little dingy. Yeah, it's pretty dirty. Like you're a little like, too stingy to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I am a stoner. Oh. Hey, you guys gonna want to go in the house and, and check it out where my poster used to be? Yes. Wait, hold on, Shoulderton. <laughs> Don't go in that house. Let me draw my blade. <laughs> All right. Whoa, whoa, man. What are you doing? No, no, no. It's Move it. Get in that house. <laughs> are we robbing him? <laughs> we are now. All right. We're crooked cops. This is a holdup. Someone already took my poster. There's nothing left, man. I'm just kidding with you. All right. Just have it, down, Josh. You piece of shit. I invited you in. No, I invite myself places. I'll tell you that. This is my town. And you're just living in it. Now you'll sit down and shoulderton. You go over to the fridge and see what this idiot's up to. So we go into the house and Judd makes takes me to the living room where all this apparently happened. The weed smell gets much stronger, and as I turn the corner, I stop dead in my tracks. The amount of carnage in this room is incalculable. There's maybe ten, twenty dollars worth of damage to the upholstery. In the center of the living room, Honda encounters a grisly scene. A tall bookcase is lying on its side, its precious cargo of old magazines strewn upon the floor. Under the overturned bookcase is a stack of Papa Dom's pizza boxes, out from which an arcing spatter of red sauce covers the entire room. And I had never seen anything like this. Everything was covered. Everything got hit. There's even drops of this sauce dripping from the ceiling. It's disgusting. Judd, <clears throat> tell me about this eh? mess. Oh, uh, well, I was... We were just sitting up, smoking bowls, watching reruns. Ho, 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 yeah. I don't need to what? hear about the activity. I'll pretend I didn't hear it. Get to the activity, though. Get to the activity, but I don't need to know about no green thumbs. So we were... <laughs> <laughs> we all got really hungry watching reruns of Golden Girls. I ordered the pizza... I ordered pizza at like 9, and it came an hour later. Then I had Peter reach up on the top of the bookcase to get the paper towels so we could eat. I guess he was really high, though, and it ended up knocking over the bookcase and ruining our pizza. After that, everyone must have left, and I fell asleep. When I woke up, I noticed the poster was gone. Charlton, do me a favor and thank me for being his friend. 
because I'll tell you what, I think this story's a bunch of malarkey. What's your digs on? This is a sidebar. We're away from Judd. What do you check think? Check the room, yeah. Give it a give it a once over. Let's canvas the area. Peep the sitch. As you as you say. I'm the streetwise flunky. All right, flunky. On closer investigation, Kenda sees the outline of three people in the sauce. Judd's is obvious because it has a man bun and is sitting on the beanbag chair. The other two could be anybody. One is sitting on the floor. One is standing in an off-balance pose, as if trying to shield itself from the explosion. A ghostly reminder of a meal that might have been. Are your friends dead? Uh, I don't think so. They probably just went home after we couldn't eat the pizza. Honda crack his head open with a nightstick. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Quit it. <laughs> He's got a hard head. Shoulders in easy. <laughs> this stoner might have more information. Just hold on. So these roommates of yours, are they busty? Um, Just kidding. Kim's pretty small. They're not my roommates. They don't live here. They live down the street. They were just over last night. Looks like we got to hit the street. Streets. Okay, you want to go? Me. You want to go find these three scallywags? What, or you you haven't even asked them who they were or anything about them? We'll find somebody. We'll pin it on them. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I gotta. I have to. Shoulderton, go do your thing. I have to look at the the room. Judd, get out of here. I have to look at the scene without anybody there, so I can recreate it. Mm. Whoosh. The screen is yellow now. So I see the friends eating the pizza, tooting the bud, and then this man bun falls on the flyer, and then over here, and then I smoke a cigarette and have another whiskey. I don't have any clue. All right, Shoulderton, let's hit it the beat. Tell us about your pals before we hit the beat. Good idea, Chip. I had my friends over, my brother Todd, and then Kim and Peter. They all live in the same complex. They're just down the street if you want to go visit. Like I said, we ordered pizza. They probably all all left. I didn't notice who took the poster, Would any though, of them obviously. Have a, any, anyone a Carl Sagan fan of your friends? Uh, Science fans? Well, my, my brother Todd really liked the poster. It's really interesting. Todd. How'd your friends pay for the pizza drugs? <laughs> huh? Speak up. I'll take the fifth on that. Yeah. Uh, you remember last night, Chip, the pizza guy with the drugs? No. Oh, yeah. All right. I Maybe it's not related. That's okay. If I remembered last night, I wouldn't have called the detectives. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So we got pizza and drugs here, okay? And a poster. Poster signed by Carl Sagan, don't you say? Okay. All right, sounds good. You know, I gotta tell you something. Carl Sagan is on my list. No way. Because he's still alive. We're in the past. He's still alive. He's on Kenda's list because he he doesn't believe murder is a science. (laughs) He doesn't believe in horoscopes. 
I got, got a horoscope for you. with the cosmos. We ride the ship of the imagination together. Every and night. Imagine that. He sits behind me on the bean, big beanbag chair and, and whispers All to right. me. Enough of this toot talk. Let's hit the streets. We got to talk to Todd. Okay. I, who's Todd? It's his brother. Those it Peter. Carl Sagan. Honda, was Peter. <clears throat> Honda decides to move his investigation from the scene of the crime to the other potential witnesses. 23-year-old Todd Barlow is the victim's Barlow. younger brother and lives across the street. Kimberly Manis and Peter Whaley, both 26, live further down the way. Tell me something, Todd. What's your relationship ship to Jard? <laughs> What's his name, Doug? Honda decides to interview the victim's <laughs> brother, Todd Barlow, first. As he approaches the door to knock, however, he glances inside the window and witnesses a disturbing scene. There is a young man sitting at the card table with what appears to be a twenty-two caliber Chiapa M9 military replica handgun held up to his mouth. By Oregon Falls law, Honda has probable cause to enter the premises if he believes the occupant is in imminent danger of bodily harm. Honda, is that a bong? He's taking a toot off that gun, Shoulderton. You go around the back. Okay. I'm going to jump through this window. Is like, it an apartment that we're at? You said it's an apartment, right? Honda waits outside the door, watching through the window, while the occupant sits motionless with a gun in his mouth. Five seconds pass. Ten seconds. Twenty seconds. Finally, the occupant removes the gun, looks toward the ceiling, and exhales a voluminous cloud of smoke. Ooh. Fake smoke. There we go. Nice. Honda performs a police knock, startling the person inside enough that he drops the gun, which shatters on the floor. Freeze, junkie. So apparently gun-shaped bongs are a thing. You know, it's not illegal to smoke a lot of weed and be an idiot. Not in Oregon. It's really annoying, but not illegal. Honda confronts a shaken, confused, and coughing Todd Barlow. He is slight of build, hatchet-faced, with black, shoulder-length hair, stubble, and bloodshot blue eyes. He wears blue sweatpants and no shirt. Did you say you were wearing blue silk sweatpants? <laughs> blue, s- s- blue sweatpants. What are those no made shirt. of silk? Got a lot of money there, don't you? Even your loungewear is, fash- is fashionably expensive. Interesting. What's your feelings on posters? I mean, why are you guys here? Well, I don't see any posters hanging around. Are you the cops? <coughs> what the hell did you just do? I coughed. You really scared me. You're darn right. You should be scared. Hey, what's that red liquid on your jeans? Your pants. Your sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm talking you about that. Like... <laughs> I'm <talking> Blanket <laughs> statements. He wears blue sweatpants and no shirt. There is no sauce on either. His chest or his pants. <laughs> Look at, but he's got a little red. He didn't mention anything about his shoes, covered in <laughs> sauce. <laughs> Go for Kenda. Who? My name's Lieutenant Joe Kenda. This is my 
boss. This oh, is my friend. You're taking over my story, huh? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm questioning George. Todd. Hold on. Hold on, older me. You said your name That's was Don Honda style. Honda. He confuses the narrator. <laughs> Just commandeers the story. Well, don't... Hey, don't make me arrest this, the narrator. <laughs> I've done it before and I'll do it again. Now listen. Take Todd the gun Barlow. out of your own mouth, Honda. Yeah. Todd Barlow. Yeah? I want to know where you get a, a funky bong like that. Um, I got it from Jimmy's downtown. Hmm. Give me the phone number to this Jimmy. <laughs> I don't see how it's relevant, but here you go. Interesting. Thanks. Now tell me about that sauce on the shoes. I have no sauce on my shoes. That was what are you talking about? That was about? a trick. Now sit down and shut up. You'll be lucky you did. I I thought that bong was almost a gun, and so did my pal Chip. Yeah, it's funny, funny isn't it? It's not funny. What is funny is 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 this poster that's missing, and that red <laughs> liquid on your shoes. I, I'm really high, but. Even I can see I, there's no sauce on my shoes or my pants. Oh, wait. That was just a little something on my contact lens. All right. Moving can on. I see a badge? I'm not sure about you guys coming in. Here's suddenly. my badge. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Up a police brutality, man. The only, thing, the only thing brutal about police are their fists. <laughs> Get it? Okay, you sound like you're doing a reality show or something. You here's here's the reality. I got a missing poster, a guy with no shirt on. Oh, okay. Shards of bong on the floor, and my pal Chip yeah. Shoulderton. Yeah, careful of your feet. Yeah, I don't wear shoes. All right, they're expensive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I don't I don't spend money on needless things. All right, so let's get down to brass ones here. Mm. Shoulderton, you go check under his bed for magazines. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You get you can't just come in here and search my place. Darn in fact, right, darn get right out of here. Let's talk on the porch. Thank you. Uh, all right. I know my you rights. And I are gonna go I know my the, rights. You and I are going to go out on the porch. Chip's going to stay in here, but he's not going to do anything. <laughs> right, Chip? <laughs> you promise? Stay quietly as I begin to do something. Don't wa- Don't look at that. Follow me to the porch. Unless you want to get get into it. <laughs> All right, we're out oh, on the porch. Okay, so why are you guys here? Why do you think we're here? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. You busted in af- after knocking, but you made me drop my favorite bong. You ever heard of probable cause? No. Well, guess what? You probably should, because I had it <laughs> when I saw that gun bong. Okay, well now you know I'm not in danger, so we're back out on the porch now. But we're going in soon, because you're going to invite me in, because we're friends. Can I come in? <laughs> I'm, I'm not getting a friendship. I'm not getting any I'm evidence of, of friendliness here. <clears throat> so we'll stay out on the porch for now, just for now. Hold we can on, be friendly. I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean here. Ask but... him about his brother's poster. Hey, do you have a brother? Yeah. Judd. Inter- interesting. Judd. He lives across the street. Surprised you didn't mention that yet. <laughs> Most, if I had a brother, I'd tell okay. people. Just let me write that down, brother. No, no, don't worry about me or what I'm writing. Yeah, I have a brother. So what? Do you have a sister? 
No. Are you sure? <laughs> okay, fine. I have a sister, too. Would you like too. one? Ah, that's what I thought. Now we're getting to the bottom of it. Do you have a poster? <laughs> no. My brother does. Would you like one? What kind of poster does your brother have? It's a Carl Sagan poster. Mm, you sure know a lot about posters. I know about that one because I see it pretty much every night over at his house. Hey, hey, let me see your fingers. Okay. (laughs) Interesting. Where where do you get so many paper cuts on fingers like those? (laughs) Todd Bar. Todd shows Honda his perfectly manicured hands, and there's nothing suspicious about them. At all. Mm, I thought I saw paper cuts, but it must have just been <laughs> sauce. Where'd you get sauce on your hands like that? I'm Todd kidding. has no <laughs> sauce on his hands or anywhere on his body. All right, uh, l- let me ask you something, or I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something. Mm. Your brother was robbed last night. Oh, word. And I kind of thought you did it, but now I don't. What did they take? What do you think they took? Uh. What would his, you take? His bong? If you took something. Know. Black Betty? They take Black Betty? A ram a lamb, no. <laughs> Bamba lamb, keep guessing. They took a poster. Oh, the Carl Sagan poster. Shit. I that like, wasn't in the papers. I like that poster. <laughs> but Anybody I didn't take like that it. Do you know of anyone that would? Uh, well, we all liked the poster. Pete and... Kim were also there with at the party last night. Maybe you want to question them. Where do they live? How about, how about you tell us Pete and Kim took the poster and we leave you alone? I want you to turn state's evidence on this Pete, <laughs> Peter Kim. What is he, Asian? No, that's Pete and Kim. They Pete. live down the street. All right. We're going to hit the street. <laughs> Come on, Shoulderton. Did you find any of those magazines? Oh, yeah. Grandma's Hustlers. Let's move it. (laughs) Replete with Grandma's Hustlers. Kanda. Let me tell you this, Todd, before we go. Yes. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Hey, you too. Well, I think... Whatever. I'm surprised... Hey! (laughs) Not! I I thought there would be that rude attitude. I've been getting it ever since I broke down your door. Oh, what, is it illegal to be rude to, to... Idiots who come busting in my house and break my bong. All right, Shoulderton. Punch him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Uh, Don Don Honda pulls his gun. (laughs) And And he puts one in the wall next to his head. Honda considers pulling out his firearm, but but keeps it holstered because he's a... Not a hothead. <laughs> the young pothead made me. The uh, wait. Uh, how do, uh, the young pothead had me hot in the head, so I wanted to pull my gun, but I thought better of it, so I told Shoulderton. I might still need Todd Barlow as a witness and a cooperative so one. I- Who knows? Something bothers Honda about Todd's shirtlessness, and it's not the hairless concave chest, but that will have to be. That will have to be kept for later. Gross. Honda seems to want to go question Peter or Kim, so let's do that. All right. 
You know, I think it's been too much of a sausage fest. Let's go talk to this little Asian man, Kim. <laughs> Honda checks on Kimberly Manis next. There is no answer at the door. Chip pulls out the flashlight and knocks again. Also, no response. Break down the door, Kim's house. Honda Light it on fire. Honda reconsiders his hot-headedness once again and decides <laughs> to visit Peter, Peter in his one-bedroom domicile three doors down. First, let me get my catchphrase before let's hit the road. <laughs> A young woman in gray and pink heart pajamas comes to the door first. Kimberly Manis is a short, slightly built, olive-complected young woman with sullen, dark brown eyes. Well, my, 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 Kimberly, what are you doing here? I don't like when people aren't where they're supposed to be. So, Kimberly. <laughs> yeah? Hey. Those are interesting pajamas. Thank you. What are those, silk? <laughs> Rayon. I yeah, think. they look like silk. You know, I was just at a friend's house who had some silk-bottomed sweats. Ask her about her sauce-covered shoes. Let me ask you something. Mm. <laughs> who are you guys, first of all? This is my pal, Shoulders. You can call me Hond. Okay. And We're the are... FBI. Oh, shit. Okay. Hi. Can we come in? No. Still no. Well, then let me change my tune. We're the police. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're coming in. What can I do for you? You can start by shutting your mouth <laughs> and letting us in your house. Shoulderton, show him our badges. I have him carry both our badges. All right. Kim lets you in the house, and you sit at the couch. Thanks, Kim. No Coffee? <laughs> Coffee, Kim? Uh, I don't have any. Could you make uh, could, uh, some tea? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What's this about? Who I like to see you come, but I hate to see you go with those sauce-covered shoes you got on. Inappropriate, Honda. <laughs> Kim is not wearing shoes, nor does she have any sauce on any article of clothing. Kimberly, I'm actually here to see your friend, um, what is it, Todd? <laughs> oh, Peter? Yeah, Peter? he's the one who own, who lives here. Where's Peter, Kimberly? Uh, I was just... I, I went home with Peter last night, and, and we messed around a little. So so that's why I'm here. Saucy. Yeah, good one, Chip. Kim and Peter are unexpectedly in the same apartment. Knowing that one eyewitness's testimony can t contaminate the, un the others, Honda decides to interview them separately. Starting with Kim. Kimberly, tell me something. Mm-hmm. Do you like pizza? I love it. Interesting. Yeah, Do we you... almost we had some almost every night, except last night we had an accident over at, at Judd's house where we were hanging out. You, oh, you were hanging out at Judd's house last night? Yeah. Me and Judd? Peter and Todd. Did one of these stoner boners try to wash the poster because there's pizza sauce on it? You haven't found the poster yet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Did they take it to wash it? Who washes a poster? That's what I'm saying. They're so stoned. Oh, it's a good question. You ever washed a poster, Kim poster, Kimberly? Uh, no. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, 
You don't, do you? So back to this pizza talk. Mm. Yeah. You didn't eat the pizza last night, huh? Right. But yet... We were, all, we were all sitting on the floor with Peter and Todd the whole night. And, uh, what are you at, doing at on Judd's the floor? Place. Meditating? When the pizza came, we were all pretty hungry. We all got up to go to the door. Judd came back with the pizzas and told Peter to get the napkins, but they were on top of a bookcase, and Peter pulled the whole bookcase down with him. He's kind of a klutz. Right, babe? Uh, I no, don't, don't talk to him. No, no, don't no. call no, me babe. No witness contamination. I'm detective to you. Let me tell you something, Kimberly. I'm about to talk to you like a Dutch uncle. Oh, what does that mean? That means... Kenda pulls his gun. (laughs) Well, my, my, my. I guess this story's gonna have to be continued.